access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get set, Prophet Prince Ohinibe Queen is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus. Listen now. Oh, praise God, somebody. Can you give a clap offering on Jesus? Amen. Right. Good evening and welcome to our Mountain of Resource Experience. Amen. Can you go around shake somebody? Welcome somebody to the house of God. Ask the person, how was your week? How was your day? Have you been paid your salary? Ask somebody. Ask somebody, have you been paid yet? of you who are paying others, ask somebody, have you paid them? Have you paid them? Or you have not paid them, you say you are sick. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, keep shaking somebody, keep welcoming somebody. It's a blessing, amen. It's a blessing, it's a great blessing to be here. Praise God. Can we give a clap of honor to Jesus as we take our seat, amen. Hallelujah. The power of declaration over adverse conditions. You remember that last week Friday, the Lord spoke to me and I said we should pray concerning the 3rd of August. How many of you are here? And I saw that cloud settling on Ghana. Today when I was praying, I saw the same thing. So we are going to lift up prayer once again. Amen. We are going to lift up prayer once again that any sudden news that will take us by surprise let the hand of God deal with it somebody say amen the power of declaration over adverse conditions I want you to understand that let your coming here be pursued for a change your coming here must be a pursuit for what for a change that is so important that it will determine your hunger and your quest for solutions. Most people have treated church as a social gathering. But anytime the word of God is open, read, studied, taught, it must provoke answers. So unfortunately, the church has become a social community instead of a mountain of results. And that is why it is so important that you understand that every time you come into the house of God, you are coming with the question in your mind. You are coming with a question on your mind. Believe in God for answers. Somebody say amen. Now, there is nobody who met Jesus that the person did not plan to meet him, that the person had a miracle. All the people who had testimonies, who had breakthroughs, 
in meeting Jesus expected a miracle. So it is expectation that gives birth to miracles. But unfortunately, because most people have been in the cycle of just going to church and coming, suddenly we have dropped our expectation and have just seen church as a place to connect to people and to emotionally feel okay. But if you have been going to church and you have been getting answers week in and week out, your expectations are heightened. So I want you to come to the point where you recognize that every time you come to the house of God, you are going to receive something tangible. Say tangible. Now, a miracle that you cannot explain. You know, not explain per se, but a miracle that you cannot show others. is fake. You see, we have spiritualized everything to an extent that the results of our faith that must be manifested, we have also spiritualized that one. So, God has done it where? In the spirit. But when God does something, it appears for all men to see. So, we have been postponing manifestation in the physical realm and we have kept postponing to an extent that we have forgotten that our faith must bear answers in the world that we live in. So that's why I said that every faith that does not produce answers is fake. Because if Abraham believed God and had faith in God, the evidence was Isaac. It was not in the realm of the spirit. When people were sick and they believed God, they were not just healed in their hearts. The healing manifested. So until we have a manifestation of what we claim, we do not have it. That's why you have to be asking the right questions to get answers. What is the answer? I have said that your interest must not be in prayer. Your interest must not be in worship. Your interest must be in finding solutions. Finding solutions. Because that is what will prove that indeed your prayer, your fasting, your giving, your going to church has poor fruits. So without results, everything that you have done is a waste. And in all frankness and genuineness, most of us do not have questions on our minds that we want God to solve. For example, as we are coming here this Friday, I say I'm going to be preaching and teaching on the power of declaration of any adverse condition. So you have to ask yourself, what is that adverse condition in my life that I'm going to lift up and declare you to change? And I am sure that almost 90% of us have not had answer. We've not been thought of that. But we have come. So it's like, uh, as the wind blows, then we go along with it. So you don't have an anchor. You don't have a subject. You, and if you don't have a subject, how can you have a substance? So you ask yourself a question. You answer the question. You find the solution. And you come and lay your heart in prayer. Looking for manifestation. Looking for expectation. You see, that is why 
most people do not uh, consider church as something primary. Do you know why? Because as long as they have been in church, especially in the traditional systems of church, it becomes difficult for them to realize that this is actually the place that should have provided answers to my job, answers to my healing, answers to my marriage, answers to my academics, you know. So at a point, people begin to question that. Uh, so uh, what at all is the relevance of it? How has church, kingdom values, helped my business? How has it transformed my marriage? How has it done my academics? So most people do not see any connection between the kingdom values and the relevance of life they are living outside the four corners of the church. And I, I blame the leadership for that. I blame the leadership for that. I think that pastors, we have done a very good job in presenting how big truths to people and uh, because the people also do not learn and they do not study the word, they do not expect more from their pastors. How will you? How should you be comfortable with the pastor who cannot pray for you to have your healing? Why should you accept that? How will you be comfortable with the pastor who cannot speak a word from God to you? Why should you be comfortable with that? God is bringing somebody results. Your amen is looking for my trouble. I said God is bringing somebody results. Ask the person close to you, why did you come here? Ask the person, why did you come here? Ask another person, why are you here? Ask the person. You have to seek for a change. You have to seek for a change. You have to find answers. You have to, you see, you have to stop praying about something you have been praying about because God has done it. That's what I'm saying. We cannot be in that cycle of always praying about the same thing. There are many other things you have to do with your life. Apart from dealing with a decade, a decade of unanswered prayers. As I'm doing this, I am I am putting in you an impatience for failure. Eh? I'm taking from your heart the, the conformity that can come because of the convenience of failure. You see, because as it goes on like that, goes on like that, at a point you are okay with it. You, are, you don't seek any longer for anything. Why? Because all the while as you have been seeking, what happened? But somebody here this evening is getting answers. Say amen. And we are here to pray. Somebody say amen. So we'll be looking at the power of declaration over adverse conditions. Holy Ghost, open my mind to understand your word. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. La ta ta da bra da 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 ba da ba da ba 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 shaba. Holy Spirit.
open my mind to understand the mysteries of your word. Shake it in the bada 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 la da baba sakata bada brada da basa. I will not be the same again. I will not be the same again. I ask for a revelation. I ask for a mystery. I receive an understanding. Holy Ghost, open my mind. Lift up your voice. Let us pray. In the name of Jesus. Now, this evening I'm going to teach you something um, that unfortunately most people think is a prayer, but it's not. Okay? I'm going to teach you the power of declaration. Amen? Now, anytime you pray, you speak to God. Right? But I'm going to show you in scriptures how God has given you power to speak over certain situations without necessarily talking to God about it. Okay? Right. So let us go. I'm going to give you four points. Four mysteries. Number one, understand that wherever the king makes a declaration, power is effected for change. Somebody say change. I said when the king makes a declaration, power is effected for what? For change. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8 verse 4. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Where the word of a king is, there is what? Power. So the moment a king speaks... His word turns into law. Okay? When the king delivers a message, that message is a law. That means that kings don't speak anyhow because what they speak becomes law. Praise God. Now, if you remember, in the book of Acts, in the book of... Um, Luke, sorry, there was this prophet who was doing his ministry and he was enjoying his ministry and he was doing until he started having problems with the king because the king had married the, the wife of his own late brother. Now, this prophet began to have issues. At the end of the day, they arrested them, the prophet. They put him in prison. Then the king was having a party. Then the king said to the daughter that Herodias, that dance. And because her dancing pleased him, he said that ask me anything that you want, even to half of my kingdom, and I will do it. What at all did she dance? What dance? Ask somebody what dance. What dance can a lady dance? To a man who has stolen somebody's wife, for him to be ready to give half of his kingdom. But when the king spoke, it became law. So the mother of the woman said, Tell the king that you need the head of John the Baptist. Then she went ahead foolishly. That's how mothers can give foolish advice to daughters. It's too early to branch. 
It's too early to branch. Let me just stay focused. Mercy. If your mother tells you to marry somebody, you've got the best ass I can. Your mother is more foolish than you. Yeah. Ah, the people just said they were foolish. When this small boy, Carla, don't bring it. We came to church. Praise God. So, what was I saying? For what? Hmm? Then she also went and she said it. Then Bible said the king said that even though it displeases me, because I have spoken that, it's an edict. Eh? It's a law. I cannot revoke it. Because the power vested in me by the throne I sit on stipulates that whatever I speak becomes law. So, I cannot break the immutability of the throne and fight the integrity of my throne to stand against me. Therefore, even though it displeases me, go and kill Jonathan. That's how powerful the word of a king is. So when a king speaks foolishly, it is still a law. I'm sure that's of these very wicked presidents in Africa and Asia who have killed a lot of people. Some of the things they said, they didn't mean it to. But they saw the people were ready to do it. And they said, ah, job. I'm sure. Like, let us kill all Jews. I'm not sure they, he taught it like that too. But you saw people say, yeah, then say, ah, go kill. You know, because as he has spoken, eh, his word is now law. How does he come to uh, revoke, apologize, retract what he said? Because, because his word is binding. Somebody say binding. When he speaks, it is law. It is done. It is done. That's what the Bible said, that where the word of a king is, there is power. So when a king speaks, he speaks power. So it does not matter who the king sent the word by. It is still the word of a king. Somebody say amen. Now I'll come and explain why I said that. So when a king speaks by a, a young boy, it is still the word of a king. When the king speaks by an old woman, it's still the word of a king. When the king speaks by an invalid, it's still the word of the king. Hallelujah. So when that law is passed, because he spoke words, the purpose is for absolute obedience. So the power backing the words of the king forces every adherent to obey that instruction. So if you are coming from a royal family, you know how it is when kings and when chiefs speak. It is a law. Remember how in our own country, there was a time our president said, 
So nobody is going to school and nobody is going, and nobody went. Uh, Ecclesiastes 8.4. But I want a book that solves the question as to how come politicians have the power they have. So if you have any material like that, please give it to me. A book that talks about how come we got here. I'm sure somebody can help me. Yeah. But when the king speaks, power has gone forth. Tonight, somebody's going to speak for power to go forth. I said somebody is going to declare certain things for power to go forth. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Bible said, and who may say unto him, what are you doing? Who tells the king, what are you doing? People say you are doing right. Why? Power has spoken now. That is how powerful a king is. This is somebody's night of changing that situation in the house. It's so easy to get things to turn around if you understand some of these things. At this evening, God is bringing somebody understanding. So, point two. Every believer, so as I'm speaking about every believer, I'm speaking about you. Every believer has been made a king unto God through faith in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. Romans chapter number 5, verse 17. Oh my God. Let the church not just be hoping for heaven, but become relevant on earth. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw a senior man of God put on Facebook that heaven is the place he will have rest and this and that. How long are you going to spend in heaven? Few days and return to the new earth. My God. We have postponed all our liberty, our joy, our freedom, our riches, our peace to heaven. Eh? By what we were taught, eh? we are postponed. Suffer here. When you go to heaven, you will enjoy. Yeah. There are people who walk with God on earth and did not know suffering. That heaven will not disallow. By reason of what they knew. So don't postpone your healing. If, if it, I'm on earth and my hand is me, it's not a problem. When I go to heaven, my hand will not be. Now heaven, what will you use your hand for? That uh, now he has healed you to farm. He has healed you to what? For what? Your uh, your hand, your your good hand is needed here. Uh, not there. What are you going to fix for the Lord? light out, so he's dead engineering uh, check the terminal, no Jesus is the son how do you fix light so you need that strength here not there that was it man he 
if you meet Jesus and he tells you that your life is a shadow of all the things I promise you, what will you do? Eh? My father in the ministry said that he was praying and the Lord told him that your life has been delayed 10 years. I said, please. You, your life is delayed. You have money. You are rich. You have influence. You have substance. You buy what you want. You go where you want. You meet presidents of states. Your life is delayed 10 years. I just closed my mind. Because when you do the analysis, that said the person's life is delayed. Alright? Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. We are in church. And you multiply, you multiply by thousand. Bruh, you are in an incubator. It's not just a delay, it's incubation. And he's praying hard to double up. Christian. Those scriptures. Listen. You are born again. Those scriptures don't apply to you. Not everything in the Bible applies to you. When God Jesus is speaking to Jews, then you take it. Are you a Jew? From Bamboy. Uh, are you a Jew? He said, woe to Sadducees. Then you see somebody stand on the woe to Sadducees. Someone say, woe to Sadducees. I'm a Sadducee, dude. Eh? <laughs> By the time you open your eyes into scripture, you will see the things that apply to you. And the things that you have embraced that do not apply to you. I remember how in SHS one lady came, she was going to lead a prayer session and she said, she's looking for a verse, a verse. She can't remember where it is. I said, what verse? Our righteousness is like a field. I said, why are you looking for that verse? I know, because that was my question. So, our first prayer must be pray our righteousness is like a field. I said, chuck it. Are we sinners? He said, are we not sinners? I said, hey, are you born again? I'm born again, but I, so you're born again, but you are a sinner. I'm a sinner. All right, you're scared. It's not like I said, oh, find the best. What will change you? As you are sitting here, you are, you are doing seven days, right? Seven days, Pastor, to ask God to forgive you. You are making of no effect the death of Christ. You want to save yourself. Christ saved you. Okay. Forgive. But some other time we will look at that. So what is it that you are pushing so much that does not belong to you? Pain, suffering, tears, crying, disease, death, poverty. They don't belong to you. Somebody say amen. Romans 5, 17. I said that so every believer has been made a king unto God. Romans 5, 17. Are you there? 
Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Death reigned. Have you seen that? By one man's offense. So who are we talking about? Who is that one man offense? Yeah, Adam. Adam. And technically, it should have been Eve. But Adam was responsible for Eve. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in this life by one Jesus Christ. Have you seen that? This is the beginning of God's recovery program. So everybody who is born again is born again to reign in this life. By Christ Jesus. You are going to reign in heaven over who? Have you asked yourself that question? As you are preparing your kente, your density, and your chow chow to go and reign in heaven, everyone who is reigning as subjects. So who are you going to reign over? Thomas. You will not allow you. Jesus himself said, Yeah, die here. So I told him, I said, you are, Let me feel. Now, you, he asked me, When were you born? You say, AD, say, AD. <laughs> we were with Christ. Who are you going to reign over? Paul. So, have you asked yourself who you are going to reign over? As you are planning to reign in, in the sky, beyond the sky. Huh? The purpose of Christ's coming was to destroy the works of sin. You see, Adam and Eve were not living in heaven. They were living on earth. And the whole recovery program for God is to bring us to the place where Adam and Eve were before Satan came in. The agenda is not heaven. Agenda is the new earth. The agenda is to be a man of influence on the earth forever. Forever. So when Christ died, praise God, he died to bring us to that realm of glory where we can reign by him. Somebody say amen. Sometimes we carry a servant attitude or a, a slave and a slave master attitude so much so that we don't see ourselves to be reigning by Christ. Are you getting me? Now, there are many truths in Scripture, but all the truths in Scripture are contextual. Okay. So if, for example, Paul says that Paul, an apostle of Christ, a servant of the Lord Jesus, this and that, he's speaking in terms of his ministry and mandate. He's not speaking in terms of who God sees him to be, whether he's reigning or not. But somebody can just see that servant of Christ, say, I have reason that we are servants. As if that is all there is in the New Testament about the believer. Because when you are a father and you have children, your children call you father, but your wife calls you husband. 
your employer, your employees call you a, a different name and your father calls you son. So you are the same person but coming from different angles you are called different names. So maybe somebody to has read scripture and has seen that we are slaves of Christ. Have you seen, have you seen my chains? These are my chains. What are you? Diabetes is my chains. Hypertension is my chains. Then you make a whole theology. In fact, you make absolute truth out of a verse to the neglect of many thousands of verses in the New Testament. Because that will suit your situation and give you the comfort you need in order not to fight for a change. That's where, that's why we are where we are. But you have to understand that everything that Christ revealed to us was revealed to us in a certain context. Hallelujah. But when it comes to reigning, Christ said that he has called us to reign in this life. That means that everywhere we find ourselves, we must be in charge. Somebody say amen. Now, I also told you that when a king speaks, it becomes law. And if Christ has made you to become a king unto God, and he has given you the power to reign in this life, then he has given you the power to declare so that by your declaration just as the power of a king will be manifested your declaration will also bring a change what does that mean are you ready that means that there are things you are praying about to God that God will not change because it is in your realm and your authority to change it without asking him don't worry, we'll get it. Revelations 5.10. We are traveling from Tema to Adenta. You sit in the car and say, God, drive the car. God, take me to Adenta safely. Amen. Then you are still sitting. God said, why? I said, God, won't you drive? Didn't you drive the Egyptians into the Red Sea. The foolish you find scripture to support anything. So stupid. And so loose that it takes wisdom to fit the scripture where it belongs. Revelations 5.10 Thank you Holy Spirit. Somebody praying, open my eyes to Revelation. Open my eyes. Let's go. Revelation 5:10. And has made us unto our God kings and priests. Somebody say amen. And we shall reign in heaven. Somebody say amen. Is that what the scripture said? And we shall reign where? This world is not my home. I said, whoever sang that song has done a great disservice to the church. This is our hope. Ameke, this is our hope. Here is our hope. Heaven is not our home. Ah, now God has created a territory for himself in heaven. Then he said, come 
to his territory and come and stay there forever. Ah, if he's a king and you are his his subjects, I mean his sons, he should find territories for you to go and rule. What are you coming to do in his territory? Huh? Your father has buildings. Your father house house. He has many houses. Then you say, come and stay in my bedroom. Ah, if your father really has a lot of houses and a lot of buildings as he claims, then he should be able to give you so many houses for you to also enjoy where you are. Doesn't it make sense? So God made heaven as his headquarters and he made earth as his embassy. And just as he was ruling and he's ruling in heaven, he placed us on earth as his ambassadors so that how he would have ruled if he was here, that's the same way we should rule. Because we are his sons and we are his daughters and because we have his spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, we will be able to effectively represent him here. Why? Because whatever he would have done if he was here by the spirit, that is what we will do. So, as men are walking, as men are progressing, they are reflecting God here. I don't know if I get it. It is what God would have done if he was here. That is what Jesus made you to do. If he is king in heaven, he wants you to live, rule, and reign as king on the earth. Why? You are a reflection of his image. You are an expression of his wisdom. Someone will say, Is Satan not the, the one reigning on the earth? That is not true. Because the earth is different from the world. 2 Corinthians 4 4 will talk about the God of this world, not the God of this earth. the terrace, the earth is the land the sea the earth eh? that's the earth God made us to reign as kings on the earth but 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says that whom the God of this world what Paul the apostle was trying to say was that whom the ruler of the current way that people think. When you hear somebody say that, hey, and then we are saying, hey, and then we are saying, he's not talking about the earth. He's talking about a certain current ideology that is what, that is demonstrated, maybe in clothes, in fashion, in music, in um, immorality. You say, hey, Wow, look at our world today. 
He's not talking about the earth. He's talking about accepting direction that life thoughts is going. So Paul said that when it comes to the current world, when it comes to the current civilization, when it comes to the current pattern of thought, when it comes to the current way people are behaving, it is the devil influencing their minds to behave that way. So if you open your eyes and you watch, let's say, media, you will see that there are a lot of satanic things that go in there. When you open your eyes to, let's say, music, you will see that there are a lot of satanic things that go in there. So he's saying that in the current media or in the current music, there is this dimension where worldliness is taking over. But he's not saying that the earth that God made for us is for the devil. That's not it. belongs to man. But the current ideology that most people are using in their lives is a program that Satan has placed in their minds. So in that currency of thought, in that philosophy, in that culture, in that way of thought, in that pattern of behavior, they, they enter into worldliness. Not into Christ and not into scripture. So their minds are of the world. Their minds are things that do not please God but may please self. But he's not saying that the earth is now a territory that Satan has dominion over. That's not it. In another way, let me explain. Now, when you move into somebody's room okay or you you rent a place when you pay for the place does the place belong to you it doesn't belong to you that place that portion of land still belongs to the owner you can choose to play whatever music there you can choose to behave whatever way you want to behave there. You have brought perhaps a new ideology or a new behavior there. But the place does not belong to you. The ideology may be something different from what other people were doing. But the place still belongs to the landlady or the landlord. So God created us believers to become kings on the earth that the place belongs to us but the idea, the behavior the thought pattern, how people put themselves together may be more inclined to the world, to the devil than to Christ. Why? Because we allowed it just the same way that a landlord who allows you to his room by ignorance or by negligence can let you do things there even though he does not permit them, but by, by ignorance or by his negligence, you, he's not paying attention to you. Or he has decided not to focus on what you are doing, and that will create room for you to do whatever you want to do. That's how when believers fail to exercise our authority as kings of the earth, 
we allow the devil to use the systems of the world to affect people. But when the kings of the earth decide to now rule and reign as kings, the world will listen to the kings. Just the same way as when the landlady comes finally to speak, the music, the noise, everything will cease. That's how powerful we are. So you see, the world, the, the civilization, the ideology, the philosophy, the pattern of life may not be towards Christ, but as for the earth, he made it for us. That is why kingdom influence is important. Because kingdom influence translates our rulership and dominion from just being the kings of the earth to affecting the global structures with kingdom values. So that at the end of the day, finance is in our hands. Media is in our hands. Politics is in our hands. So that we 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 absolutely reflect our kingship in him. So the struggle has been the king of the earth, the god of the world, taking the minds of whoever he wants to take. That's why that's why evangelism is so important. Because you are translating somebody from a worldly system to the kingdom of God. Evangelism is not punishment. I was speaking to a pastor recently. He asked me that. So, what is God saying as you do? I say evangelism. He said, I, 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 I said, Why? Well, I said, That thing is the punishment. Translating people from wealthy systems to Christ. It is the only way to begin to have kingdom influence. Okay? So, why did I go there? I was going there to explain to you that the systems of the world may be in the hands of the devil. But the earth God has given to us. Somebody say amen. So, Bible said that Revelation 5.10, and has made us unto our God kings and priests. Kings, political authority, priests, spiritual authority. So, every kind of authority. And we shall reign on the earth. That's, that's, that's God's agenda. Somebody say amen. Right. And don't forget what we studied in Ecclesiastes 8.4. That where the word of the king is, there is power. Point three. Every believer, therefore, has the power to declare against adversity and sees his or her desire established. Why? You are a king. Why? You are a king. Unfortunately, when we say we are a king, then the lady say you are a queen. A queen is not a king. Stay with scripture. A king is not a queen. A queen does not have the authority the king has. So when God says something, don't use your feministic nonsense to change scripture. He said you have been made a king. Who told you a king and a queen have the same level? He's talking about a position he has placed you spiritually 
it's not talking about your 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 your, your feminine part. Huh? He's talking about your leadership privilege. He's not saying you are a girl or a boy. Okay? He has made unto us kings and priests. Them is a priestess. Obeka is a priestess. Now you can see yourself. Why do they trust yourself? So as a believer, you have the power to declare against adverse situations and see your desire established. Somebody say amen. Let me give you three scriptures. Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. I said that I'm going to show you how God has given us the power to declare. The power to speak to situations. And that power and and spiritual privilege is not prayer. <laughs> I get it. I said I am not speaking about prayer. I'm not speaking about you speaking to God. You know, sometimes when when people genuinely come to understand what prayer means, most of the things that they are doing, they will know it's not prayer. I mean, how can you say, "Oh God," then you say, "Oh God." They say, as I pray, as I pray. You, I'll get there. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Matthew 16, 19. Matthew 16, 19. Are you there? Okay, but let's start from 18 so that we understand their perspective. Matthew 16, 18. No, it actually starts with end. It is wrong, theologically wrong to start a scripture with end. End means that you have to read the one above. So let's start from 15. He said unto him, But whom say you that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. How many of you know that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God? Right. So let's go. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, which is the revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the Somebody say amen. Verse 19. And I will give unto you, unto who? Unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Somebody say amen. Unfortunately, most people have explained this scripture to mean prayer. But there is nothing there that Christ said that is prayer. Watch it. Watch that scripture. 19. I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. This is not asking God to bind something. This 
is not asking God to bind something. Whatsoever you shall bind. That's whatsoever you shall tell God to bind. Whatsoever you, the believer, shall bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. What does that mean? It means that heaven is only going to repeat what men are doing on earth. So that if you allow things to happen here without binding them, heaven will not bind them. Why? The keys has been given to you as a believer. You see, the reason why Jesus said, the keys of the kingdom has been given to you. Keys of heaven has been given to you was because Peter had the revelation of who Christ was genuinely. He asked the people, who do men say I am? Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Some say Isaiah. Some say Jeremiah. Some say one of the prophets. Then he asked Peter, but you, who do you say I am? Peter said that you are Christ, the son of the living God. That's why when we read that scripture, I said that how many of you know that Jesus Christ is the son of God? Now, the moment you know that and you believe that he has given unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, but what you do with the keys he has given you will determine what heaven will do in response to what you call for. So, your silence on earth is silence in heaven. Why? You have not binded anything on earth. Jesus did not say, so heaven shall bind things and you shall bind them on earth. He said, you shall bind things on earth and heaven shall bind also. Also means that what you are doing will bring consequence to the other side. So what heaven is going to do is dependent on what you do. And he's not saying that talk to God about something. He says that when you bind it, heaven shall respond. That's how come people have turned every situation into a prayer. Oh God, change this thing in my life. If you don't change it, I don't know who else. Then God is looking at you. Then God says, I've given you the keys to bind this thing. When you declare it bound, heaven shall respond. It is not as if you are talking to me and I'm coming to do it. When you declare it, I will establish it. I will confirm it. So as long as you have not declared it, heaven is not backing anything. You are waiting on God. He's waiting on you. When will my life turn around? When I begin to declare the turn around? When will my business turn around? When I begin to declare turn around. The divine visitation. The angel will come and stare the waters. Hey, wake up. Now, which angel? Which water? Where I go sombo. And that guy who was sitting there in the pool of Bethesda, but he had sat there for 38 years. When Jesus came, he said, do you want to be made well? He started complaining. When the angel comes to stir the water, you see, there are some people, when you ask them questions, the answer shows that they don't want to be saved. They don't want to listen. 
Are you hungry? As I'm saying, I've not eaten in the morning. And what is happening to my school has been hurting. Are you hungry? So yesterday, I had open hand. Are you hungry? You see, very funny ways of uh, buying sympathy without solution. Jesus says that. Do you want to be made well? When the angel comes to tell you, before I get into it, some people are you are foolish. You know, before you get to somebody, sit close to the water. That you will come back again. There's somebody who come. You, you don't want to be well. Jesus said, rise up, go home. Now, as long as this guy was waiting for the staring of an angel, other people knew the calendar better than him. He's been there 30 years. Somebody has been there 44. He can read the typhoons. He can read. Jesus said, rise up and go. You could have risen up and go a long time ago. Ah, then he said, rise up. Now then no strength comes into your, your legs. When will my ministry turn around? When I begin to declare turn around? When will my healing begin to manifest? When I begin to declare the manifestation. You come to church, we say, declare you are healed. You say, I'm healed. We say, amen. You say, amen. When you go home, your mother say, have you taken your drugs? You say, hmm. You say, I'm about. I'm going to go to the next cafe. Three drugs. Red and blue, red and white, green and orange. Then when you come, you will say, say you are healed. I'm healed. When you go, then you add it. That's who are sitting in your house. Say, hey, sickness, God. What is one Jimmy Far there? My no no was as you But when you come to church and we say, declare you are strong, say, I am strong. Who are you deceived? Your confession is not reflection in your life outside the church. So, you are spending three hours in jail, two hours in jail. You are spending 16 hours outside. But you are using 16 hours to speak negatively. When you come to jail, you use two hours to say, then you think everything should change. You go off two hours. You are going back to another 16 hours. So, your confession must be maintained as positive. Somebody say amen. There are people that before you ask them whether there is trouble, you know there is trouble. You see their cheeks drop on them. They start the question. They start to answer the question with the question. What is your confession? So what does that mean? It means that you have the power to allow and the power to disallow. So if you have keys, then we are talking about the presence of a door. Somebody, are you getting it? So if you have the keys, it means that you can open the door and you can shut it. It is by this understanding that as you declare forth that I disallow failure into my camp. If failure is a spirit that has ear, it must hear you and respond. It must hear you and respond. If disease has ear, he must hear you and respond. Bible said that and the woman had the spirit of infirmity 
there is an infirmity behind the spirit. There is a spirit behind the infirmity. The person was sick because there was a spiritual attack on her. When Jesus stepped in, everything changed. He declared forth something. Oh, the demons listened to his words. Now, when you are born again, you carry enormous power that you are not aware of. And that power is resting in you, dormant, because you have not activated it by declaration and confession. So things that happen to normal people happen to you. But you see other Christians whose lives seem to be in a certain realm of peace, a certain realm of resource that you don't understand. In a long while, it was the day before, before yesterday, was it when it's, no, yesterday, that I started worrying. I was worried about something. Then the Holy Spirit told me, don't worry. Then I said, ah, the last time I worried was like four years ago. The last thing the Holy Spirit told me, don't worry. It's like four years ago. I said, Holy Spirit, when you say don't worry, it means that I'm, I'm getting worried. Four years ago was when I worried about something. From that time to yesterday, I didn't worry about anything. When he said, don't worry, I said, I have thrown it on you. Let's go. Casting all your burden upon me. Do I get for you? Let's go. There are other people, when you see them, you see worry. And they are coming from worry. You see problems on their face. But the way they respond to your greeting and add, hmm. so there's no even who they are doing, they are just briefing out. But listen. What are you declaring? Ask somebody, what are you declaring? Ask the person, what are you speaking over your generation? What are you speaking? Somebody say, I care sickness in the name of Jesus. Now, when you say you care sickness, you are not speaking to God. You are blocking sickness. I care sickness. God, have you? I, I've cursed it. I've gone to sleep. There are, one of my daughters, somebody was fighting. I said, write the person's name for me. Full name. There are many hammers on them. Write full name. Alias. If they have four alias, write it. We locate the person. That's when Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus. He didn't say, hey, come for everybody would have come. He said, Lazarus, he invented the idea. So he wrote the name, I said, fine. The idea got down. Praise Jesus. have the power to allow and the power to disallow. What's something that Jesus said? Whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I lose my marriage. I lose my marriage. Some people joke with everything. As we are praying to lose marriage, I lose workers page, I said something. You see, when you see people lazing about with church, maybe demons have been activated from their family. To worry them at that particular meeting, but that particular meeting will bring their breakthrough. But they don't know. I had a son, eh? Anytime that the Lord will speak to me that he should come home, he doesn't make it. More than nine times. 
know when we're coming out, it just came to my mind. More than night, he, he, that was the day something came up. Let us look at another verse. Job 22, 28. Job 22, 28. Spirit divine, open me up. Job 22, 28. Somebody say, I declare. Lift up your voice like a king. Say, I declare. Frustration is over in the name of Jesus. Say, I declare. Stagnation is over in the name of Jesus. Say, I declare. Miscarriage is over in the name of Jesus. Say, I declare. Suffering is over in the name of Jesus. I will show you a third scripture, certain verses of scripture. <laughs> Jesus is marvelous. I'll, I'll get there, but let's look at Job 22. 22. Verse 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established. That means that the power of declaration bears establishment. Your life is going to be a picture of the things you thought and said. My goodness. My goodness. Now, you, somebody should be very worried if the person is speaking carelessly when you hear that the future of your life, the representation, in fact, the summation of your life is going to be the things you said and thought. But somebody will also be very happy if he catches the understanding and speaks the word of God. I have said that it is not speaking positive words. Speaking the realities of the word. Not positive words, you see. Most people have thought erroneously that optimism is the same as the word of God. Like when you say good things, it's like you are saying the word of God. That's not it. The word of God is what is revealed in scripture. That is what you should say. Not things that you think are positive or nice. That is how come you can be caught up in a wrong relationship and still praying and confessing positively to see a good outcome. When if you are taking the word of God to compare your life and to compare what is happening, you would have rejected past. That's how come motivational speaking has encouraged a lot of people to destroy their lives. You can do it. What if you are doing the wrong thing? Move on. What if you are on the wrong road? The basis is not the word. It's not just positive saying. So what is it that you have to declare? You have to declare the word. Somebody say the word. But the word you do not know, how will you declare it? The word you did not study, how, de how will you declare it? Okay. The word you did not understand, how will you confess it?
everybody in school says he understands the, the subject till they set exams. So you have to develop a certain law for the pursuit of knowledge. Somebody say amen. Proverbs 18 verse 1. Look at this verse for me. Look at this verse. Through desire, a man having separated himself seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. That means that the first step to find wisdom is to separate yourself. That's it. When desire is infused in you, it moves you to separate yourself. My goodness. Somebody say the word. So you have to study the word and you have to speak the word. You have to declare the word. You have to speak over that situation. And because where the word of the king is, there is power. And because God has made you a king to reign on earth, when you speak, power comes forth. Somebody say amen. And that is why you should not negotiate with the devil on an issue. That's why you should not try and make conversations and, and find a midpoint. You can't take it all. By the power of declaration, which is on the foundation of the power of discovery of who you are in Christ. My goodness. Now let us look at the verse I wanted to show you. Mark chapter 11. So when you decree a thing, Bible said it will be established. Somebody say amen. You receive strength from God in prayer. Then when you step out, you make declaration. You don't declare into the ears of God. You declare over the situation. When you hear some people praying to God as if God is their servant. When you hear others talking to God, as they are commanding God. Do you know God? He is the fullness that fills all in all. If there is something you can command, it's an adverse situation of God. So many people have, as I said, erroneously interchanged prayer for declaration. So their prayer time has no solemn. Their prayer time has no honor. Their prayer time has no reverence. Their prayer time is shouting and commanding the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Prayer. Prayer is birth in humility. Is God your being? Careful now. So you declare over a situation and the situation has ears to listen to you. Mark 11, let me show you something. Thank you, Spirit Divine. Are you learning something, somebody? 
I said, when you hear people say he can pray, oh, she can pray. I say, ask what, ask, ask what question? Where is the resource? Say he can pray. Hapa la hapa, hapa ni hapa, kali hapa ka, hapa. Ah, you have done. Where's the answer? If you don't get answer for what you prayed about, you have wasted everybody's time, and you have lifted the hopes of people in vain. You measure prayer by resource, by energy. Hakumono, 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 hakumono. Very close to Tema. Very close. That's how come we are all enjoying the energy of church without resource. Eh? I said that God, anything that I will do that there is no resource in, let me, let me stop. Let me stop. Because there is no reason for that. You see a farmer going to his farm, planting seeds and singing, planting seeds. After one year, no harvest. After two years, no harvest. What, what, where is the harvest? I, 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 I planted. Then they come another time. He's planting. Somebody should advise him that, Uncle. Uncle, you have been in this cycle of failure for long. The proof that you really planted is the harvest. Is the harvest. That's how come so many people are caught in the exercise without resource. Now, if you say you are dealing with facts and you, you, you jog 50 and you finish jogging 50 and you drink tea and jack one, bread five, food margin egg and combi so you are doing the exercise but you never see the results at the point everybody begin to question what was the veracity of the exercise that's how come People who hold Bible going to church, going to church, people can ask them that all this church you have been going. Eh? David said, I was young, I'm now old. I've not seen them. They're righteous beg for bread. They are righteous begging for bread. What, what, what's the difference between what David said and them? David saw results. These ones have not seen results. And if you don't see results, you have results. People insult you free. You are studying the word as you are coming around is to find answers. Praise God. Find answers. Because at a point, everybody will begin to ask questions. That will not be your story. So let me show you the scripture, Mark 11. Let me show you what I want to show you. Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. The Greek says, Have God kind of faith. 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he said. This is not prayer. Jesus said whosoever says to what? To what? Not to God. Prayer is to God. Jesus said, when you speak to the mountain, you have capacity to speak to mountains. In fact, in the very scripture that we are reading, Jesus spoke to the fig tree and the tree died from the roots. 
Jesus did not pray to God about that. He understood his kingship. He understood he was reigning. He understood he was in time. He understood he was the ruler. He declared and by understanding the power of declaration, he did not look at the tree whether it was responding to his word. He went on to do what he had to do and the next day, when Peter said the tree is dead, Jesus said, I'm surprised you are surprised. I am shocked that you are shocked because I understand who I am. That when I speak, whatsoever I spoke to will listen to me. It's not prayer. So if there are mountains in your life, don't pray about them. Declare over them. The Triumphant Church, a book by Kenneth Hagin. In the book, he said that he was having a conversation with Jesus. You know, when, when you meet Jesus in a vision, eh, he kind of summarizes a lot of Bible passages. Yeah. All those three times that I've met the Lord, he summarizes a lot of the scriptures. By something he just does, then you understand. Ah, okay. So, where is the word though? Eh? So, he was speaking to Kenneth Hagin, Father Kenneth Hagin, and he said that, so Ken, let's talk. They were talking, they were talking. Then suddenly, Prophet Kenneth Hagin said he saw a demon in the form of a monkey jump between them and they were still talking. Then he said that the monkey was whimpering, making noise and now some dark clouds started filling the glass that divided where he was standing and where Jesus was. And so the monkey was making more noise and it was getting thicker and thicker very opaque that he could not see Jesus. Then at the point he got so furious and he asked Jesus, why don't you speak to the monkey? You are here God speak. Jesus said, it is not me who has to speak. It is you who has to speak. And I think he said that, no, I don't understand. You are God. He said, I'm God. He said, give me three scriptures to show that I, Kenneth Hagin, has to speak and not Jesus. I'll give you four. Jesus said, let's start Matthew chapter 16. Verse 18 and 19. Let us go. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Let us go. James chapter 4. Jesus quoting his disciples. He said, Kenneth, if you fail to declare, this monkey will be here forever. Why? All power is given unto me, but I said you, therefore, go. Delegated it. I have shifted it. As long as you keep sitting, you see, when you see some people praying, eh, you, you know, most people have made prayer look like uh, when you are you are begging God for something small that He said that you don't understand. If God is going to use tears to answer people, there shouldn't be anybody in hell. That's where the headquarters of tears is.
somebody declares over the situation, leaves it, ceases was all. Another person is you, he's about to die over that. One lady I know had a cancer and she was uh, she, she was diagnosed with stage four of cancer in Nigeria. So I asked her, What did you do? She said, I, I just prayed. I saw the seed and I thank God. The next time they went for chemo, they said that they, it has left your sister. See another person struggling with the shaking of the little baby. Mama means I was bad then yet. Somebody has dealt with cancer. What does she know that you don't know? That's what oh sorry, let's please. Sorry, salsa. Adias. You are going to give birth when you are going to have children. They will call you mother. They will be looking after you for this. So verse 24 now. Therefore I say unto you, what so things that ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye <laughs> shall have them. Somebody say amen. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe. So whatsoever things the send this dance and send me a the video. No accept. The next major age in your life is 40. The next major major age. What are you going to do? Will you catch will you catch 38? Will you be struggling with 38, not to move to 39? How old are you now? Dubai. <laughs> Jimmy, So he said that the same mystery of power that works when you declare 
that is the same mystery of power that works when you pray. When you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. But unfortunately, we have reduced church to I receive, I receive. But how do you receive without praying? Okay, fine, another thing. Eh? Did you get what I said? The church has become I receive church. Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When you pray, when do you receive them? When you pray. But the church has now become, receive this, they say, I receive. They say, he feels that by saying, I receive, without praying and desiring for it, he has received. You have received million things, where are they? Don't circumvent scripture. When you pray, believe that you receive. When you pray, believe that you receive. When you pray. Yeah, 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 sorry, what's up? No, no. What down? What down here? I told you that I don't got it. Amen. I receive. What down? No, then we receive. Then I tell you, then I can't. They say, Father's name, God, that. Near the next generation of Christians. The baby who said, The Lord has blessed me with the medics, Mercedes Benz. I have a Rolex watch. I'm poor to all help. Rolex watch can't be. So I'm the bomb on some of the veterans. I can't walk. Yeah, let's see how we I walk with my legs. What was he expecting? Jimmy. Jimmy had a testimony. Forgive. So I want you to look at four things you should declare your authority. You should declare with authority over them. Amen. Number one, death. John 6, 63. Death is approaching your house. Declare over it. Somebody say amen. Now, you are, you are already having dreams and visions where you see somebody dying in your house. Then, when you pray about it and you also wake up, you are still waiting for who will get sick or who will get accident to die. So stupid. Why did you pray? Why did you pray? There are many witches in church who are they want evil to happen in their house for them to know that they are God has shown them something indeed. Uh -huh. When it happens, they will know that yes, I said it and they did it. Then then what? Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. You have told yourself, let the truth be Charlie of the Lord. You kill everybody. You want bad things to prove that you are a true child of God. Bad things. Forgive. Look at the person close to you. Ask the person, are you, are you a killer? Ask the person, are you, are, you, are, you, are you a killer? Ask the person, do you kill? Do you kill? When people are going out, then they tell you the first thing you say is that oh, enter. 
when they tell you, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be blanket in that home. Why won't this be the enter? Was only blanket. So I have to be answering no message. Babes, how are you? Was also be the enter. Forgive. If you are close to a lady, look at her. Don't say anything. Just look at her and look back to me. What you'll be wearing as now, both for any assistant on your bed. Then I'll say, What you'll be wearing as you will both for the assistant on your bed. What's a gown? No, eh? Who are fake? What's he saying? Eh? Or tiny near drew. Or tiny in your drew. Who are fair fake? What's he saying? Eh? Because <laughs> Wapon, you have a friend, Mrs. What I say? Who goes to the Miss? Who fidelity band, what from Miss? No sign. Who sign Miss Nina? That mom by say, Rather, we move it from Miss to Mrs. I mean, ticket box, you go be where they swap. Now, do I look to see this? With authority over death. John 6 63. It is the spirit that quickens the, the flesh, profits nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Somebody say they are life. So when you speak with authority, you curse the power of death. Why? Because as you speak, you are speaking life. Any situation that looks like dying. In my life, I speak into it right now. That's what you should be doing. Don't put the situation on comatose state, don't put the situation on hibernation. Declare life into it. You remember Ezekiel 37 when the prophet was told, verse 4, the son of man prophesied to the winds. I was said, when he prophesied, suddenly life entered the bones. So when he was prophesying to the wind, he was not speaking to God. He was speaking to the circumstance to have complete obeisance to his instruction. You don't shift every responsibility on God. He says that son of man prophesied to the wind. Speak to the wind. I've spoken to you to speak to the wind. And as he spoke to the words, life entered. So when a situation is dying in your life, speak to that situation. It has a name. Praise God. I said praise God. Number two, you declare over diseases. Declare over diseases. I was so blessed when I was listening to Pastor Chris Oyekelomi one day and he said he had a, a cut on one of his fingers and as the blood was flowing, he suddenly remembered that 
the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of the garment of Jesus and the, and the blood seized. He said, I speak to you right now, finger. Let the blood seize. Then the blood seize. Then he said, that, but if I can speak for the blood to seize, I can also speak for the cat to actually live. He said that he spoke to the finger, cat, leave, and the cat left his hand without any scar. Immediately when he spoke. I remember those years, many years ago, more than 10 years ago, we were going for a fellowship meeting one Friday evening. Then that time I was learning something about faith. Then suddenly I felt a sharp pain in my stomach. I said, what is the meaning of this pain? I was going, then I said, ah, but I just learned about faith. I laid my hands on my stomach. I said, in the name of Jesus, I speak to you, stomach ache, leave now. Leave now. The thing left. I stood there on the home road more than five minutes. I said, what just happened? What just happened? What just happened? That it is with that understanding and growing in the anointing that makes me pray for people then they suddenly see healing. They suddenly see healing. You see, so when I'm praying for somebody who is sick, the first thing I say is, I thank you, Lord, for healing. I'm done talking to God about the sickness. Thank you, Lord, for the healing. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command you sickness. I'm speaking to the spirit behind the scene. It will give way. I said it will give way. So, what sickness has been disturbing you all this life that you have made room for the sickness in April You have made sick that you have you have a room for the sickness. By media and all. So the sickness comes to visit you every April and leaves every May. Ten years. You are still counting. You are celebrating decade. Decade of fibroid. Decade of diabetes. It has come to an end. I said it has come to an end. I said it has come to an end. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. I declare turn around. I declare turn around. I declare turn around. I declare turn around. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Beat your plowshares into swords. And your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say... I am strong. That is it. Confessing help in the situation of sickness. Somebody say amen. These are not nice words. These are realities of Christ. These are mysteries of truth. These are not facts. These are not opinions. These are not suggestions. These are expressions of the thought of the person called truth. They cannot be debated. They cannot be denied its power. It is truth that is speaking. It is not a religious inclination or a ritualistic persuasion. It is truth. This is truth. So when you imbibe truth in you, you declare truth and truth prevails over the situation. So easy. It is so easy to have results that it should be difficult for you to move a whole month without a testimony. You should be walking in mysteries of results. You should be walking in mysteries of influence. My revelation. So let the weak say I am weak. 
Is that what the scripture said? Let the weak say, I'm about to die. Is that what the scripture said? Let the weak say, my head is pain. Is that what the scripture said? Let the weak say, bring me my drugs. Let the weak say, I am strong. Why is he talking about people taking drugs again? I, I don't want to, when I die, I don't want to be said that I preach on five reasons why you should take drugs. I want to be said that I preach on five reasons why you should have faith. You understand? I want, I want people to watch my videos and say, he pushed that towards faith. That's it. I don't want to see, and I don't want to find a way. So five reasons why you should have faith in drugs and faith in non-drugs. I don't want that. I'm preaching what I want to preach for you to become the result of what I'm preaching. Intelligently choosing what I'm preaching. There are people who have not taken medicine for 20 years. There are people who have experienced miracles day after day, night after night. Human beings. Human beings. Human beings. Somebody's moving to that realm right now. I said somebody's getting there right now. So when sickness comes over your body, you don't say, I am weak. You say what? You declare the word. You see, Kopim said what I just said becomes what is automatic from your heart when you are in that situation. You have not believed it. When you are sick, outside church, you say you are sick. When you are sick in church, then you say you are strong. You are a liar. You are deceiving yourself. Until that reality of truth becomes your reality in every expanse of life, it is not the truth of God's word to you. That's why you can shift your opinions and you can shift your, your convictions based on your environment. But there are people that irrespective of where they are and what they are going through, truth is truth for them. Reality is reality for them. Facts can prove otherwise, but faith in truth, you will not make them bow. You will not make them bow. Bishop Wayne, the person, one time he was doing church, they, they had entered into a crossover service. He was preaching, preaching, preaching. He entered into the toilet and he started vomiting blood, everything blood. Then the, the wife said, You have to go home. He said, If today is the last day, I will die by preaching. I'll preach. I'll be healed. Let me go and pray. And he came back. He came back with more strength. If you are not born again and you come and live, give your life to God. People who were born again were getting born again again. They were so afraid. So what has happened? I, I want to be born again again. The truth is his reality. He's a human being. They're Virginia and Sebeka. They're What is truth to you? Truth is not a gossip from a credible source. Truth is Christ. Christ. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Then he didn't go to on to say, but I want to say I'm sorry for saying that. He went ahead to say other more difficult things. Truth. Truth. So, the fact may be that your body may be subjected to a sickness or a medical condition, but the truth is that you are healed. 
Are you going to live your life by the truth or by the fact? It's your choice. It's your choice. Remember Mark chapter 5, how the woman has spent everything on doctors and it did not get well by rather green well. I'm sure the apostles wrote that scripture for a reason. Luke wrote it, Matthew wrote it, Mark wrote it. They all said that she spent all she had on medicine, did not get well, was not at the same stable condition, but rather grew worse. He all said that. He said, but when she thought of touching the hem of the garment of Jesus, she became healed. Why did they repeat it? There is a realm of rest for every believer who works in Revelation. I see somebody entering that realm right now. My God. You also have to declare over poverty. Somebody say poverty. I said poverty makes a natural complication look like a spiritual attack. Poverty makes what? A natural complication look like what? Spiritual attack. You see somebody he has not eaten. It looks like it's a spirit from Antoine. It's not the spirit. It's not the spirit. Looks like it's a curse from Anambra State. It's not the curse. It's just eating. 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 What is poverty? Poverty is the master who tells you, dream. But let's see how you will do it. That's poverty. Dream. Oh, write the plans on the paper. Buy more. Drop. Pencil. You need pencil. You need, you need shampoo. You need compass. Oh, compass yourself. What do you boast and say? My dream house. My dream land. My dream food. My dream where? My dream phone. My dream shoes. Say, are you presented them to here? Uh, bring them to manifestation. It is money. That is the fuel for manifestation. It's not prayer. I pull it out. I pull the house out. How can the house be pulled from the people to your room? You are stupid. I receive my five cars. I receive Lincoln Navigator. You receive Abraham Lincoln. This morning. There are some who have not received. I receive this. I receive that. They enter into a showroom. Come into the showroom. Let negotiation this kind. see some buckets from some part of Ghana. I didn't mention what he said. Entering the same car. The car where I said $25,000. Hey, now I'm to say. I said, I'm going to buy the power. I said, I'm going to buy the power. I said, I'm going to buy Somebody's complaining. He chains him. He's around the neck. Belt on top of the stomach. Complaining. Another person enters with Lacoste, jeans, and uh, slippers. Can you give me a video? And he says now, so how do you do that? PayPal. I bring for accident for him. You are a witch. Your mind right now, you are a witch. The spirit in your house is manifesting right now through you. Envy and jealousy. When you see some people living well, suddenly it creates enmity from some people. 
everybody, somebody comes with the water, you see the wele, the ticking, the okay, okay. Are you a witch? Poverty makes beautiful ladies look like war war. You know war war? Mercy. When money comes, you say, ah, are you the same person? That was like this one or one God is changing somebody's level now. I said God is changing somebody's level now. You see a gentleman who has come to you that who has proposed to you and you denied the person insulted. But within three years, the person comes again. See, I wish I said I'm praying about it. Money. Now, the ladies, they don't pray. Do they hear from God? Do they hear from God? Okay. I'm praying about it. You don't know how God's voice sounds. How will you hear his instruction? When God speaks, you don't know how it sounds. How do you hear his instruction? Want to see money, you want to see signs. Has he changed the form? No, I'm praying. <laughs> Is he bought the land? No, I'm still praying. I'm fasting. When land, car, money comes, he said, The Lord has spoken to me. I saw flowers. He saw a some, a some. Do they hear from God? Hey. They are all gauging things. Preaching on them, you preaching on them. <laughs> I said they are all what? They are gauging things. That's what they are. That's what they are. It's money. Somebody say money. I said the only thing better than money is what? More money. More money. More money. And I'm not apologizing for saying that. No, what I said did not mean money in the earth. I meant money in the spirit. 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 Unyane. Ah, the tea and the spirit of you are hard. Unyane, unfasting. I don't just share anymore. We spiritualize everything. Revelations 5.12. My goodness. Somebody say, I break any spirit of poverty working in my house. Say, I declare this evening any spirit holding the monies the ideas, the platforms, the opportunities, the grace, the connections, the networking of people in my house. Say, I declare as a king, let there be a change in the name of Jesus. Say, I declare a turn around. Say, I declare a turn around. Say, I declare a turn around in the name of Jesus. I remember how a, a baby died in the womb of one lady. She called me and said, the baby, and I said, it's not dead. 
is not there. In the name of Jesus, as I pray, I declare by the time I am done, the baby will kick. It just kicked. Of course, it should kick. You see, what God does for us, it's not because of us, but because of the integrity of his word. That even though as humans we are unfaithful, he is faithful to himself. The justification of our faith is on the platform of his integrity. When he says something, he does. When he says, he does. He does not want to create an opportunity for the devil to say he said something that he did not do. He'll do it. Revelations 5.12. I see somebody entering into money right now. Oh, I say I see somebody entering into money right now. May God open doors for somebody here. I'm speaking over the life for five people here. I say may God open financial doors for somebody here. In the name of Jesus. Revelations 5.12. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Saying with a loud voice. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches. Somebody say riches. Saying with a loud voice. Why a loud voice? That's the power of declaration. When you are declaring something, you are not uh, rehearsing it in your mouth or memory. You say with a loud voice. This lamb that we are talking about is Jesus. And it is by him that you are reigning. Therefore, all the things that were coming to Jesus, all the things that came to him are made available to you. And you have to say with a loud voice. The church is talking about money too much. I said the church is talking about money so few, so little. We have to multiply how much we are talking about money. In fact, I don't think that there are churches who teach about money. There are few. Maybe Dr. Mike Murdoch, um, um, Bishop Gideon Titi Affair, sometimes Dr. Mensah Utabel. Few, very few. Who teach like Bishop Judah Bismarck. But me or Hennebequim. Every time that we, have, we change into a new year, money will be part of the team. You see this year? It's not here. This year is more wisdom, wealth, and wonders. Wonders for the spirit. Wisdom for the intellect. But wealth for the physical. When God says it's our year of holiness, I say holiness and riches. Till I die. Till me, I die. That's soft anyway. When God said, uh, your prayer said prayer and prosperity. Until the mountain of the Lord becomes lifted above all the mountains of the world. Until we make absolute kingdom influence in global systems. We think we are finding money for schools. We want to make impact. So God said, this is your year 
of evangelism. I say evangelism and prosperity. When you see that you are Nails Ministry moving to Congo, don't you see money moving? Do you know the price of one track? Do you know the cost of the light, the sound? The books they are going to share for free. Do you, do you, do you evaluate what you see? When you see Bishop Steve Mensah sharing food, for 50,000 children in northern Ghana. Do you, do you see what we see? You see kindness. I see budget. Okay. I don't know what God will say is the year of us. But whatever I say, year of what's and money. That's how come. By preaching and teaching on wealth creation and entrepreneurship, almost everybody in this church has created a business and is moving to the second realm. You know what it means. My boss will not control my time. You know what it means. My head will not be thinking about rent. I will have more time, more energy to worship God, to focus on my assignment and to, be, to become a kingdom influence. And when I say rush here, you won't rush here. You will rush to the boss who has not paid you for four months. Become a grab your hands here you have epilepsy. You are too stupid to see that this place, which is your place of liberation, you can't see it well. We are freeing people to entrepreneurship, to multiple streams of income, to wealth. Are you a pastor? Are you a Money, uh, ministry, and uh, business. Are you a pastor? I said no. I'm a Taoto. Yeah, I wouldn't need it. He says, saying with a loud voice. Somebody, can you shout? I shall never be poor. Now this, shall, this must become a confession in text. Yeah. Prepare the people for heaven. You are already prepared for heaven. Charlie, you are born again. You are prepared for heaven. Stop that. Stop that. It's a way that the devil uses to lie to us. Everybody who is born again has the Holy Spirit in him and is going to heaven. How should we prepare you again? give you so clean to bath that would make impact here you can't pay your children's fees that's what you hear your, your neighbor say that my pastor my pastor maybe your assembly is any or assembly is what if I get up for baptism your children will be roaming in the house playing football at 2 p.m. when children are in Montessori so claim extended now you look at them and say God will do it we are in our valley of the shadow of death forgive you will not embrace poverty in the name of Jesus anything you don't have anything you don't have now write the price down and decide that within the next 12 months 24 months I'm getting it 
anything you don't have, write the price down. Ask the price and write it down. I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to expand my strength and capacity and my capabilities to, to an extent that my returns will show by the quality of investment that within the next 24 months, I'll produce that result. I'm not battling with anybody. I'm not competing with anybody. I just want to be my best. And I know that God can take me there. There is nothing anybody has that you cannot have. It's laziness. It's laziness that has reduced that to nothing. I see God turning somebody's business around. I see God bringing somebody 10 new workers in the name of Jesus. It's of you have developed that habit. When people call you, you don't pick. Do you know who is calling and why he's calling you? You have to learn how to return calls and how to find out who is calling because sometimes very important. Yes. Don't copy people blindly. Do you know what people do at the end of what they do? Eh? Right. Ezekiel. He doesn't by example. But don't, don't, don't bring it. Do you know what people do at the end of the things they do? You. You shall not become a worker for your colleague. I said you shall not work for your colleague. Why C students employ A students? Who has read that book? Robert Kiyosaki. Make I say you shall not become a say amen. Because you say amen. Amen, the value of a book is not determined by the price but the wisdom hidden in it. You can buy a book that is 10 cities and change your ministry. There is a book I read on faith that set me on a different trajectory. Cheap. Cheap. There is a book I carried to Atria Mountains. By the time I came down, I was on fire. It's not more than 10 pages. The balance I
steady, 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 so that you don't grow up become wisdom. Steady. And if what I'm saying is a reminder, it means you're already on the wrong path. What I'm saying is an encouragement, it means you're on the right path. Where you are? Chooses and loss. Number five, stagnation. Declare with authority over stagnation. Ezekiel eleven thirteen. Then we pray and close. Hallelujah. But are you learning something this evening? You make declarations. Yeah. When you are praying, you are praying to God. You are speaking to him. Release your spirit, Lord. Release your spirit, Lord. <laughs> Release your spirit, Lord. In down I'm about to sleep. I say, Holy Spirit, you know I love you. I love you. Thank you. I love you. Let me see. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the love of my life. Then I sleep. No human being will replace him. Somebody who gave birth to Jesus. Because that is the realm of prayer. But when you are not praying, you can still make declarations. Somebody say amen. You speak to situations and they will listen to you. Ezekiel eleven thirteen. Something is turning around for somebody here. I said something is turning around for somebody here. There was a meeting that my father in the ministry, Prophet Bernardel Bernard Nelson, organized. And his father, Apostle Manuel Ingram, came. He was preaching. It was my father's birthday. And the best result. He was preaching, 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 preaching. I don't know what happened to me, but I left where I was sitting. We were not standing up. That's not yet. I left there. I moved there very close to where he was preaching. Then all that I saw was that something like vapor was coming through my mouth. I was sick. The impartation of the word. He didn't pray, call me, nothing. When spiritual things are imaginations to you, it means you are not growing in your experience. So, if what I'm saying, you are imagining what how it looks, you are not growing. You see, you have to come to a realm where you can easily not just believe, but experience by yourself spiritual realities. See, angels, the Spirit of God said, God said, you know, you should be able to relate with it. So for you, God is a construction. For the person, God is a person. For you, God is a philosophy. To the best, God is a personality. And the presence is different for those two people because the realm of revelation they carry is different. May he become real to somebody here. So stop sleeping. Stop sleeping. You and guys are spend nights doing all nights. I don't want car. I don't want money. I don't want bread. I don't want anointing. I don't want him. I don't want him. I want you. I love you. Just I'm, 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 
don't do anything. This night is not a night of doing something. I told God that this is not a night that of request. It's a night of thanksgiving and of praise. Two hours prayer. Abala, Abala. Know that I'm praying two hours by saying his praise and thanksgiving by having requests in my mind. The last time you just prayed and it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is actually the shortest prayer ever. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I gave you ten things you have done for, but all the same, I thank you. But if I don't thank you, I don't know whether you take the boy you did. So I want to thank you for the four, and I thank you in advance for the other four. What am I saying? God, get in haste. Get in haste. I, I can't use that language, but get in haste. Forgive. Ezekiel 11, 13. And it came to pass when I prophesied that Pelatiah, the son of Benaniah, died. Somebody say amen. Now, Pelatiah was one of the kings, the royals, who were inhibiting the flow of the work of God. So when you read from verse 1, Ezekiel chapter 11 to verse 5, you will see how God spoke to Ezekiel about the wicked counsel of those men in the city. And about how they decided not to let the word, the word of God come forth. So God said in verse 4 that therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, son of man. So there are prophecies that must be sent forth against people. Someone say amen. There are people who are holding your destiny down. You know that this human person has a hand in something. You prophesy against the person. You speak against the person. Till when? Till time. Why am I speaking? I'm speaking for you to have fried rice? No. God will die. Our bishop said he was in a plane. And there was this businessman sitting in the business class. They said, God, this man has been opposing my ministry all these years. What is it that he has done that he should be alive? What has he done for the kingdom, for church, for God, that he should be alive? They were traveling to London. He said by the time he came back to Ghana, the man had died. What was that? As I prophesied, the son of Benaiah, died. There are people whose presence will continue to intimidate you till they are absent. They are people who carry stagnation. You speak against them. You prophesy against them. As Jesus spoke to the fig tree, the fig tree responded. You mention the name of the person. You speak in faith. You will see manifestation. Somebody say amen. I'm not saying your auntie who is saying that learn how to wash utensils. You, I, you are speaking against her. Your boss says that be diligent. You are speaking. You are speaking against the wrong people. You are actually speaking against people you should be praying for. And one day we we'll look at Hebrews chapter 12. But that's a different kind. But I'm, I'm talking about people who demonically, satanically carry evil that they have the not just the power but the propensity to destroy you. You have to speak. For what? For them to die. Jesus said, a son of man prophesied. And he said, As I prophesied, Benatiah, the son of Benaniah, the future of that wicked king, by the strength of prophecy. That was not a prayer to God. 
he was speaking directly to whatever was stagnating him. So there is a realm of declaration which is different from praying to God or speaking to God or letting God be aware. How do you make God aware? He's aware of everything. His eyes move to and fro everywhere. But he has seen conditions that he's looking at you. What will he do about that matter? What will he do about it? Why? Because I've given to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind shall be bound. Whatsoever you set loose shall be set. Anybody in your house who has become a chief torment, tormentor, holding the destinies of people down, handle that person by the force of declaration. Handle that person. You have mysteries, you have received revelations, you have understanding, you carry the power now. Handle that person. Bishop said, unless some of his own siblings die, witness trouble wouldn't have grown. Siblings. My mother cannot be a witch, but my auntie is a witch. But my auntie is my cousin's mother. As I prophesied, Elatiah, son of Benaiah, died. There are people, when they sleep, they see nobody except their mothers fighting them. Or their father is fighting them. Don't joke with them. Pray. If it's a spirit, let the spirit be broke. If it's a flesh, let the flesh be broke. Break, 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 break. Oh, what is that? I got to leave. I got to move on. When you have a great destiny, you face great battles. But don't give up. You have to lift up your voice and you pray. Sometimes the person is even dead. You are seeing the person more and more and more in visions and in dreams. You have to wake up and you have to declare. You have to speak against that spirit. 12 a.m. You see the same thing is repeating for two weeks. What are you doing? You have to rise up. Don't pray to God. You have to speak to that situation. Smith Wiggles was saying he was there when somebody sat on his rocking chair. He came to the hall to see. When he came, it was the devil. He said, I thought it was somebody. Then he went to sleep. You understand that? I've ignored you. I thought it was somebody. Will you come to that realm where somebody appears and somebody wants to mess up? You say, I thought it was somebody. You know, the most painful thing you can do to somebody is that the person is around, but you behave as if you have not seen the person. There are people who say, eh, 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 eh. Have you not seen? Say, oh, eh, eh. What did you say? Come to that realm of faith right now. I said, come to that realm of faith right now. And the power of declaration, as I want, I'm concluding, is not prayer to God. Speaking to that situation. Lift up your right hand. You have been made a king unto God. Can you stand on your feet? You have been made a king unto God. Somebody say, I have been made a king unto God. Say where the word of the king is, there is power. Say, I declare any stagnation in my life be broken in the name of Jesus. Say, I declare as a king, anything holding me back, I break you right now in the name of Jesus. Say, sickness that has come to stay in our family. Say, I declare right now, be broken in the name of Jesus. Say, the spirit 
of madness will not rest upon my life. Say the spirit of infirmity will not rest upon my life. Say the spirit of failure will not rest upon my life. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.